Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from across the globe, are you ready to rumble in the jungle with your host, Jared Shelton? Good morning, America, and thank you for tuning in to The Jungle with Jared Shelton. I'm your host, Jared Shelton. I want to first start by thanking my friend Jason Burton for creating that wonderful intro you just heard. The man is amazing, and he does good work, and so I feel like he deserves to be praised. And that's my friend Jason Burton again. So I want to pick up today, start today, and kind of pick up where I left off yesterday. And it's a story that needs to be told but unfortunately in our media today it is not being told as much as it should be and it is revolves around the democrat nominee for president joe biden but i want to step back for a minute and kind of start from the beginning when the hashtag me too movement started back in 2017 with Alyssa milano when the allegations of Harvey Weinstein come out about being raped, raping women, and so the hashtag MeToo movement kind of spawned from that, basically saying to let people know that you have been sexually abused or have been harassed by a male, and so the MeToo movement just kind of took off later. Other celebrities like Ashley Judd and other female celebrities were taking this and making it a movement, the Me Too movement. And it's a good movement. You know, the unfortunately in our culture, especially Hollywood liberals, men have been raping women. Unfortunately, that's a sad thing. And it, you know, the premise of it is a good idea. Women should be, there should have their t- story told. And that is unfortunately where we're at in this world is men sometimes rape women and unfortunately the women's story does not get told enough so i agree with the premise of it but it's like most things it sometimes has been taken too far the whole notion of we must believe a woman no matter what that's their rule not mine women should be believed no matter what so going forward to 2018, Brett Kavanaugh, you have heard of him, Supreme Court Justice, he was nominated by President Donald J. Trump to take the place of retiring justice. So Brett Kavanaugh, he's a conservative and he has an issue of, he's pretty strong in believing in pro-life rather than pro-choice, which is what most liberals are, is pro-choice. So they hated Brett Kavanaugh for his stance on abortion. They did not want him getting on the Supreme Court. So they were going to protest. Along comes this woman named Christine Blasey Ford. She comes out and publicly accuses Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault 
2018, September 2018. Now there was no there was no proof of this. There was no there was not even anybody corroborating her story. This this story happened 30 years ago. She said he raped her. So naturally the liberals come out and said she must be believed. No matter what, she's telling the truth. Brett Kavanaugh needs to go down, and anybody who supports him should be discredited. Donald Trump should pull his nomination right away. End of story. Christina Blasey Ford accused him of sexual assault. Therefore, he's guilty. Again, their rules, not mine. So, the case gets litigated, and Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed to the Supreme Court and it kind of goes away. <clears throat> Excuse me. So now fast forward to 2019, 2020, and Joe Biden is going to be the nominee for the president for the Democrat Party. Now if you've ever watched Joe Biden, and I'm sure most of you have, it's easy to see that Joe Biden is a creep. I call him creepy Joe Biden. President, President Trump calls him sleepy Joe Biden because he's low energy. He's very lethargic. But you could call him creepy Joe Biden. You could call him sleepy Joe Biden. You could call him groping Joe Biden because that's his mantra. He gropes people. He likes to hug on little girls. He likes to smell little girls' hairs. He likes to put his lips one inch away from little girls' lips. Now, I've never talked to anybody who that he's done this to, but I'm quite certain that these advances were not consensual. Once again, <clears throat> I've never spoken to any of these people, but I would just imagine that these 10, 12, 14-year-old girls do not consent to Joe Biden getting one inch away from their lips, grabbing them by their hair, staring them in their eyes, and smelling their hair on a regular basis. I'm almost certain that they don't consent to this. But people just pass it off as, oh, that's just Joe being Joe. He's just a fun guy. He likes to hug on people. He's just a good guy. But what if he isn't? What if he's more than that? So along comes a story of uh, Joe Biden back in when he was a senator in 1993. A member of his staff named Tara Reid, as I mentioned yesterday, not the Tara Reid, the movie star, but she went on a podcast and she stated that Joe Biden sexually has sexual conduct misconduct with her. So on the May 25th podcast, Tara Reid said in an interview with the podcast host that when she was on his staff in 1993 that he had made advances on her. So by their rules, he is guilty. There's no question about it. So 
we must believe him. Social Tales podcast host Katie Halper, quote, and I'm quoting here, it happened all at once, and then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes. He said, come on, man, I heard you like me. For me, it was like everything shattered. I wanted to be a senator. I didn't want to sleep with one. Now, if this is true, and again, I don't know if it's true, but according to Democrat rules, we have to believe her. This is true, according to Democrat uh, Democrat rules. Once again, their rules, not mine, they made them, and we must adhere to them. That's what they tell us. At least that was the case with Brett Kavanaugh. So, once again, we don't know if these allegations are true, but we must believe them. So, she goes on this podcast and tells her this, and you would think that the national media, who were certainly ready to attack Brett Kavanaugh, you would think the national media in this Me Too movement that we're in were ready to be on board and ready to take down Joe Biden. So I'm going to read you a little timeline here. And you can make up your own decision as to whether you think the things were handled fairly between Brett Kavanaugh and between Joe Biden. So September 26, 2018, the Washington Post outlined a story alleging that Brett Kavanaugh sexually assaulted Christine Blasey Ford three decades earlier. Within minutes, the New York Times immediately published a story stating that Kavanaugh's nomination was in turmoil. Even though Ford could not, had not independently verified evidence and said that they had never met. She had never met Kavanaugh. So CNN jumped on board and also reported that. And then Diane Feinstein of California, she announces her opposition to Kavanaugh, saying, I'm quoting here, Supreme Court justices should not be an extension of the Republican Party, end quote. She also says, quote, they must have unquestionable character of integrity and serious questions remain about Judge Kavanaugh in this regard, as indicated in information I referred to the FBI, end quote. And other Democrat lawmakers followed Feinstein's lead, and on and on. On September 17, 2018, Senate Minority Chuck Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat of New York, he calls for an FBI background investigation into the claims against Kavanaugh, saying, quote, We need the FBI to step forward to ensure that the Senate and the American public have complete information about the troubling allegation, alleged incident, before a hearing is held. And then CNN that same day calls that Christine Blasey Ford's accusation a watershed moment for the GOP. No, they don't really explain why, but they just go ahead and say that. And the Huffington Post runs a story quoting, quoting Joe Biden as saying, now this is Joe Biden saying this, women's claims of sexual assault should be presumed to be true. Biden remarks, for a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, 
you've got to start off with the presumption that the least of the at least the essence of what she's talking about is real whether or not she forgets facts whether or not it's been made worse or better over time but nobody fails to understand that this is like jumping into a cauldron irony of ironies joe biden saying we must presume them to be true we must presume allegations to be true but right now he's not saying that same thing and i'll get to that in a minute so moving forward september 18th 2018 cnn reports that kavanaugh's nomination officially descends into chaos the new york times published op-ed from nita hill who argues with the current heightened awareness of sexual violence comes heightened accountability for representatives and Senator Mazi Hirano of Hawaii chimes in and says, tells all men to shut up and suggests Kavanaugh doesn't deserve due process. You hear that? He doesn't deserve due process. Why, you ask? Because of his rulings that she perceives as pro-life. You get it, folks? If you're pro-life, you don't deserve the presumption of innocence. Again, their rules, not mine. So on September 19, 2018, The Guardian reports that Christine Blasey Ford's life had been turned upside down by her accusations, noting that she had received threats. Now the paper doesn't go on to tell you that Brett Kavanaugh and his family, as well as some Republican senators, have also received threats of their lives. So moving forward, September 27, 2018. South Carolina GOP Senator Lindsey Graham erupts, accusing Democrats of orchestrating the most unethical sham since I've been in politics. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life. Quote, uh, excuse me, quote, what you want to do is destroy this guy's life. Hold this seat open and hope you win in 2020, Graham, end quote, Graham says, before turning to Kavanaugh. And he asks him, are you a gang rapist? Graham asks sarcastically, following an unstand accentuated accusation by Michael Avenatti Michael Avenatti's client Julius Wetnick. You remember Michael Avenatti the disgraced lawyer um, that's in jail now. So then moving forward October 1st 2018 the New York Times embarks in a deep dive reporting that Kavanaugh was once questioned by police after a bar fight in 1985. A police report that even Kavanaugh threw an ice at another patron. So, now we're talking about something that happened in 1985 in the year 2018. And what happened? He threw an ice at another patron. So that's why we're not going to have him on the Supreme Court nominate Supreme Court. Because he threw ice at someone. Meanwhile, the ex-boyfriend of Julie Swetnick, the third woman to make uncorroborated allegations of sexual misconduct against Brett Kavanaugh, tells Fox News exclusively that she had threatened to kill his unborn child and had times even bizarrely asked him to hit her. Right after I broke up with her, she basically called me many times and at one point she basically said, you will never ever see your unborn child alive. Richard Vincietti says on the Ingram Mail, According to Vincinetti, 
Swetnick told him at the time, I'm just going to go over there and kill you guys. October 3rd, 2018. It's widely reported that Leland Kaiser Ford's longtime friend and supposed witness in the party in which Kavanaugh allegedly assaulted Ford doesn't back Ford's account. Later, Kaiser would say that much of Ford's account didn't make sense, any sense, including how Ford couldn't remember how she got home from the party. Kaiser would also say she was pressured by Ford's associates at the time to change her story to collaborate Ford's account. I was told behind the scenes that certain things could be spread about me if I didn't comply. Kaiser told the New York Times, I didn't have any confidence in the story. With Kaiser's statement, it becomes clear that no one can contemporarily collaborate for a story. Meanwhile, protesters let out a collective stop Kavanaugh screams at protests in Brooklyn. So here we have allegations that cannot be collaborated by anyone, yet they're going forward as true. Why? Because the rules are, if someone says something... If someone makes an allegation, it must be true. Therefore, we must tell the, we must hold that accountable. So, October 6, 2018, anti-Kavanaugh protesters bang on the walls of the Supreme Court to protest his confirmation. October 15, 2018, the Guardian reports that witches are planning to hex Kavanaugh. And so on and so forth. October 17, 2018. The Washington Post speculates about two ways Democrats can remove Kavanaugh without impeaching. One of the approaches, a new president would nominate and the Senate would confirm by majority vote a justice, in this case, Kavanaugh, to a different post on, immediately, on, a, on an intermittent court of appeals. The Post notes that, with regret that the move is admittedly unprecedented to the, at the Supreme Court level. So that's our timeline on Brett Kavanaugh. Once again, you can see the media goes out of their way to do everything to stop Brett Kavanaugh. Because, according to them, women must be heard. Their story has to be true. So on March 25th, 2020, Tara Reid goes on this podcast with Katie Helper and says, again, I'm quoting, It happened all at once, and then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes. He said, Come on, man. I heard you like me. For me, it was like everything shattered. I wanted to be a senator. I didn't want to sleep with one, Reed said. Reed was a Senate staffer at the time. So Reed says she told her brother, Colin Moulton, as well as her mother and a friend about the incident at the time. And both Moulton and the friend confirmed Reed's account interview and on, in interviews with the Intercept. Now Reed's mother has died, but recently, as I told you yesterday, footage has emerged showing her calling into CNN on Larry King's show at a time with a story about her daughter's problems with a prominent center. And 
while that all that's going on, CNN is focused on why Bernie Sanders is still running for president. They don't mention not one time on March 25th anything about Tara Reid or Joe Biden. The New York Times on that same day, March 25th, published a story explaining that Biden was growing impatient with the idea of more debates with Bernie Sanders. And then the reclaim is not mentioned anywhere in the paper, which has slammed Republicans in August, August 2018 for covering up Kavanaugh's past. And The Intercept reports that a darling of the Me Too movement refused to help Reed with legal expenses citing Biden's presidential run and its nonprofit status. So you can see, the Democrats are doing everything they can to cover this up, much unlike they did with Brett Kavanaugh. So March 26, 2020, Joe Biden goes on Jimmy Kimmel, and the two discuss, where's Waldo? Jimmy Kimmel does not ask Joe Biden about Reed's accusations. Shameful of him. Chuck Schumer, speaking on the Senate floor, touts a Green New Deal. And he accuses Republicans of refusing to admit that climate change is real. Doesn't mention Joe Biden. Doesn't mention these allegations. Doesn't call for an investigation. He just passes it by. And CNN teases an upcoming CNN town hall with Joe Biden. The read accusations are not discussed on air in the network's preview coverage. On March 27, 2020, CNN's Anderson Cooper does not ask Biden about Reed's claim in a lengthy virtual town hall. And Joe Biden says that he is just like the rest of us. We sit on our back porch, and they sit out on the lawn with two chairs. End quote. The the network says of Biden and his wife, Jill. They talk through everything that's happened during their day, now that we're home from school, who's driving who crazy, and so forth. March 28th. The Garden laments, It's hugely, hugely frustrating to see conservatives who couldn't give a damn about the multiple sexual assault allegations against Donald Trump, weaponize the accusation against Biden. However, it's also frustrating to see so many liberals turning a blind eye. The accusations against the former vice president are serious. Why are they being taken seriously? Why are they not being taken seriously? Well, the answer is because Joe Biden is running for president. And they don't want to harm his chances. They know it's too late to replace him. They know the only person they could replace him with would be Bernie Sanders. And that would be a bigger tragedy. He would lose even bigger than Joe Biden's going to lose. The Democrats are not willing to risk that. So they're going to keep covering it up, trying to protect Joe Biden, much like they do with anyone else who has a D behind their name. That's just the simple fact of the matter. If you're a Democrat, you are protected. If you're a Republican, you are going to be attacked no matter what. And so on April 9th, 2020, 
Reed filed a criminal complaint with the Washington, D.C. police alleging that she was sexually assaulted in 1993. Don't know if it'll go anywhere. I doubt it very seriously, but we shall see. And so, folks, this is how it goes with Democrats over and over again. They want you to act a certain way, but they are okay with themselves acting a different way. And you see that in every walk of life. When it comes to climate change, they want you to give up everything you have in the name of climate change, but they're not willing to give up their things. They're not willing to give up their private jets. They're not willing to give up their extra cars, but they want you to do it. So on April 12th, 2020, the New York Times covers Reed's accusations and makes a note that Reed could face criminal penalties if she filed a false police report. Attempting to explain why the Times waited so much longer to report on Reed's accusations, Times executive editor Dean Beckwith claims that Kavanaugh was already in a public forum in a large way, end quote. Although he does not explain why that logic did not apply to Biden, who is sealing up a Democratic nomination for president when Reed went public with her claim. So here you have the New York Times executive editor who's basically saying that she did not he did not bring Tara Reed's accusations to light the same way that they did with Kavanaugh because Kavanaugh was in the spotlight as if Joe Biden is not in the spotlight. I mean, this is this is a tragedy you, you these guys do. I mean, they're so ignorant. This, the press is so dumb. They think that we're that we are the ones who are who is stupid, and we cannot figure out the ruse that goes on here. It's good for them, but not good for us to do it. So on April fifteenth, twenty twenty, the Washington Post openly struggles with Reed's claims. What to make of former Joe Biden staffer Tara Reid's allegations that presumptive Democrat nominee sexually assaulted her in 1993, writes the paper's deputy as editorial page editor Ruth Marcus. This is a difficult and important question, not least for those who were persuaded by Christine Blasey Ford's assertion that then Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh assaulted her when they were in high school students in the 1980s. Marcus goes on to admit that we all suffer from the inclination, whether knowing or unknowingly, to assess evidence through the lens of pre-existing biases. CNN two days later notes that Democrats were grappling with the Biden accusations, a coming framing seemingly employed by left-of-center outlets to avoid direct excuse me, avoid direct discussions the, discuss the allegations. And then again, on April 24th, 2020, a clip service from Larry King Live from 1993 appears to include the mother of Tara Reid. And then she goes on CNN and says, and I'm quoting here, I'm wondering what a staffer would do besides go to the press in Washington. 
the caller begins. My daughter has just left there after working for a prominent center, center and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do out of respect for him. So this, this woman who called in here, she claims to be Tara Reed's mother at the time. Well, we presume that to be Tara Reed's mother because Tara Reed has now said that that was her mother. But we don't know that for sure. But once again, that's irrelevant because in the Me Too movement era, we have to believe her. That's their rules, not mine. Again, I say it once, I say it again. That's their rules, not mine. Folks, this is going to go on for a long time. This will not end. Joe Biden will be questioned about this more. But he will never admit to it. The Democrat press, they're never going to try to uncover any truth about this. They don't want to know the truth. They don't want to bring down Joe Biden because they want to win in 2020. But they won't win in 2020 whether Joe Biden is brought down because of this or not. They're not going to win. We conservatives, we will show up to the polls, we will show up to the cast our ballots, and we will vote for Donald John Trump in 2020. We will vote for him in a large beautiful way that's all i have tonight folks thank you for tuning in look for my podcast to drop tomorrow tuesday morning at 10 o'clock look for my daily podcast to run every day at 10 o'clock a.m central time thank you for tuning in again folks you have a good night and god bless america